from Practically Culture. The guys who brought you Logan's mini TV reviews. I'm your host, Logan Bow, podcasting from Brooklyn. And Bob's mini movie reviews. I'm joined by the one, the only Bob Caswell in the Bay Area. How are you, Bob? I'm great. How are you? Introducing a new mini podcast. Oh, hanging out. You know me. Nice. Practically Culture Masters of Sex. A new mini podcast devoted to recapping every episode of Masters of Sex Season 1. Masters of Sex, Bob. Okay. Uh, The first thing we have to address for this week's Masters of Sex is the liberal use of flashbacks in the episode, Bob. Everyone knows by now you're anti-flashback as a matter of principle. How did you feel about these? (laughs) Well, these ones were, like, with a different color tone and uh, Michael Sheen's hair... What's that? Is that a oh, good or a bad thing? It, it was a necessary... It, you know, it was very contained. It was, it was good for me because sometimes flashbacks happen in weird orders or I'm not sure what's going on, but these flashbacks were very deliberately there for very specific reasons, and I appreciate that. I might not agree with that storytelling mechanism, but if you're going to use it, just be straightforward about it. Don't try to be all, like, artsy and stuff. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, well, we, we learned a lot of important information via flashback, um, you know, especially that Sully told Bill he'd have to learn to hide in plain sight by getting a world-class practice, a perfect family, and hitting 40 before studying sex, and that's exactly what Bill has done. And we also got some background on how close Bill and Sully have been for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like too... What's the opposite of nuanced? It was just like very like... Blunt? Heavy-handed? Heavy-handed, like showing exactly what we wanted to see from their relationship. Like this whole thing that he's coming to... that he's doing now is something he's been brewing, he's been thinking about for a long time. This is almost an obsession uh, for Bill. Um, which is fine, I guess, but I, I felt like while the flashbacks were effective and really driving the point home, they maybe still were overused. I, I could have gotten this in other ways, or I kind of already knew it anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. I mean, it, it is sort of hard to think about how they might have given us that information better, I think, um, because they wanted to start where they started, but should they have just had like one prequel episode way back then, or should they have just had like a whole flashback episode that um, like was from 10 years ago since we needed some of that information. Or maybe there are just other ways to sprinkle it into conversation. I don't know. Uh, but it seemed like it's based on true story-itis again is what, what happened to us. <laughs> based on true story-itis. I love it. Yeah. Um, so it's about the, the recap, if we, if we hit on some of the major points here. So the study, as they call it, is progressing in fits and starts. They start by giving questionnaires to prostitutes, and then they watch them pleasure themselves. And even though that sounds titillating, potentially, it's simultaneously weirder and more clinical and even more boring than you'd think. And one even fakes it, which is kind of funny for a study like this. Um, they also bring in dudes, but it turns out they're gay prostitutes, and Bill doesn't want them because they're not statistically normal. Um, but then... It seems like that gives Bill the idea to use homosexuality to blackmail Provost Sully, who, it seems, is living a double life himself. Right, which was kind of the big shocker slash uh, moment for me where I was like, wait, is this really based on a true story? That can't be right. <laughs> Maybe it is. I have no idea. I'm, I'm not like keeping track. I'm not keeping score of where they go out and do their own thing. But now this true story is kind of like, wow, this is really a fascinating true story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, so I guess this, the study is back on is the uh, <laughs> is the thing to take away, huh? Um, so in another storyline, Ginny ends up spilling the beans about Bill's sperm count to Libby, and Libby responds by, horror of horrors, smoking on the couch and not cooking dinner, which probably is a big statement in reality in the 50s, um, but then she's magically pregnant after all. Now, am I alone here, Bob, or was there perhaps a little too much of a twinkle in Ethan's eye when he told Libby she was pregnant? I mean, he knows Bill's shooting blanks, and he's pissed at Bill, and he does say, technically I'm the one who got his wife pregnant. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, this is scaring me. Like, this could turn into something else where I'm going to be really surprised because it seems like, wow, that's the fourth true story aspect. It can't be that true. <laughs> um, but maybe Ethan used his own sperm? I mean, who knows? I feel like this has potential. Well, I had a couple of thoughts. Uh, either he used his own sperm or he faked it just to get back at Bill because it would mm. really m mess with... Bill if she's pregnant but then isn't really and that's a whole rigmarole of emotion um, for everyone involved. But that's but, risky because Bill could find out and if you just lied straight up as a doctor and she doesn't have a miscarriage yeah. or something like that, that's that's risky I would think. But you never know. You never know and, and again I keep, I'm, I'm probably overusing this but part of me then just dismissed all those thoughts in my head just because I swear, if this is at all based on a true story, there is no way in hell that that actually really happened at the same time that everything else has already actually really happened. So I, I, I don't know if this is one of those adhere to the true story part or if it's like 5% true and 95% taking liberties. Yeah, who knows? But that's It messes with me. We'll I wish they need like a disclaimer at the, at the front. Maybe it's just me that needs that, like, uh, I need to know. The parts of the story you wish weren't true are probably the parts that aren't. Is that what you wish it said? S something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm asking for. I need to figure that out. <laughs> so I really appreciated a couple lighthearted moments in this episode. I mean, you know me. I think for a show to be great, there have to be some tonal dynamics. And there were some funny moments here. Right at the beginning, uh, Mae Whitman has a little cameo as a college girl getting married and getting birth control. I, I love that whole scene. She's like, I'll take the small one. Like, Well, it depends on your size of your cervix. He's like, my what? Uh, anyway. And then uh, <laughs> and later when Jenny's talking about the new woman doctor, one of the secretaries says, I don't care where she went to school. No lady doctor's looking up my skirt, which was just, I don't know, obviously attitudes are different these days. Um, but it's good to see some attention to humor. I think that's important for a show. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I think you, you mentioned in one of our earlier recaps that a lot happens very quickly and it's very dense, this show. And in this episode, felt pretty dense itself, but at least they've got some uh, lighthearted attempts to break up the density here and there, so that's nice. Yep, it absolutely is nice. I'm also enjoying Bill trying to navigate so many things, social mores, his own inexperience, his own potential judgment of non-normal behavior, and also learning all sorts of unexpected things about his subjects. You know, he has that point where he rejects the gay prostitute for the study, but it's hard to tell um, if there's some homophobia in there, too. I mean, he has a point when he says, you know, I need people... Or what The point I actually wanted to, to give Bill was uh, that, you know, the medical community may not accept it if, if my subjects aren't statistically normal. And so that might have some validity, but you just wonder if there's a little homophobia tinged in there, too. And I love that. Yeah, it's hard too. to... I love it too because it's hard to know with Bill 
Um, on the one hand, he's he's a pretty progressive uh, guy for his time, especially with wanting to study sex and, and forge the way there. But on the other hand, he is a, a product of his time, and he has to deal with all the stuff that's been implanted in him. And um, we get a little bit of that when, when he um, doesn't want to reverse the the surgery of um, yeah Betty Betty yeah and, and and he sort of caves and 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 gives in even though he keeps making reference to like you're a lesbian prostitute I can't believe da 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 but then like while they're doing the surgery some doctor makes a joke because it's obvious what you know what she's been doing party girl they can she tell used to be a party girl yeah, she used to be a party girl and then he's like get out of here he says some doctor phrase that makes it so that they have to scram um, <laughs> And uh, so he's taking like, you know, the some higher moral stance there. So I feel like he's he's trying to, um, uh, he's coming out as the good guy. He's he's having to navigate a lot of preconceived notions, and we're seeing some of it in real time. Like he's he's meaner than he means to be, but then he sort of comes around as he learns that these are people too, and blah blah blah. So I like that. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, it's hard to to know. Well, I think he's growing. Um, and you're right that it's hard to hold him to the standards of 2013 average person, but uh, he's growing in fits and starts, becoming you know more or less judgmental, I should say. Uh, speaking of Betty's surgery, you know it doesn't end up going well. But where I wanted to go with this is that she decides not to tell her fiance the pretzel king, even though he definitely wants kids. And then she and Ginny have a moment there, and she says Ginny's hitching herself to a man too, taking advantage of Bill being in love with her. Is that what Ginny's doing, Bob? Hitching herself to, to Bill? No, I thought that that was kind of a low blow. Uh, Ginny might uh, know that there's some, uh, I'll call it sexual tension there, and that might be part of the formula, but Ginny's just trying to get ahead in life in a legitimate way, and she thinks that you know, Bill is a, a solid uh, a way to do that. He's a doctor progressively going for something that nobody else is doing and she she sees that as interesting um, she finds Bill interesting but I really think Jenny's motivation is she has two kids and needs needs a steady income um, not so much like the, I, I thought it was a low blow because Betty is doing something much more blatantly in your face solution that's uh, that's you know lying to people and stuff whereas Jenny's not doing that <laughs> Yeah, I, th I think you're right. I think it was a low blow, and I think it's nowhere near what Betty's doing. But I, I love there's like this little hint of it's hard to completely deny it too because, yeah, because uh, you know, Ginny, the whole time she's admiring women making something of themselves, but at the same time, she's tremendously um, reliant on Bill and being in his good graces and you know putting up with his crap, uh, whether you know she deserves it or not. Um, and yeah, I mean, her her stars, her, she's her wagons hitched to Bill Star to some extent, even though she values um, making her own way and she really tries to. So that's why it was a low blow because there's some little hint of something that you can't quite say no. Yeah, and even you even get to see what what Jenny's all about much more uh, when when she interacts with the new uh, woman doctor who comes to the mm -hmm. center. And uh, I forgot the character's name, but um, Ginny's trying to woo her and say, like, hey, if there's anything you need, and this is another woman, so there's no, you know, sexual tension. Well, I guess theoretically there could be, but it's obvious that there isn't. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's like, if there's anything you need, I can expedite tests. You know, I'm, I'm next to Bill all the time. I can help you out. And the woman's like, uh, I'll have some coffee. 
And it's just yeah. very clear, like, oh, Ginny's tricks, if you want to call them tricks, or just her tactics don't work equally well um, on the other sex, I guess. <laughs> well, at least I think it's on this doctor, right? Because she totally making friends with Libby this whole episode, and that's what ends up with her telling Libby um, all about... Oh, yeah, Jenny. Right, right. And Jenny's tricks worked really well when they when Bill starts off talking to the, the prostitutes. It's not going well, but then they switch to Jenny talking to the prostitutes, and everything goes a lot more smoothly. So it's not women. It's, it's this doctor that Jenny's you know, charm doesn't work on. No, fair enough. Yeah, that's a good correction. Cause it's, but then I guess the point is, though, is that do you feel like Jenny as a character you feel like she's a little bit not herself, like you wonder who she really is. Uh, and mm, yeah. I find that um, if, as fascinating as it is infuriating because on the one hand, I'm impressed to see her navigating these difficult waters and dealing with what the, the hand that she's been dealt. But on the other hand, I'm, I like, I want to see what she does for fun. Like we still don't know. There's a little hint of like her kids are the most important thing to her, but we only saw a tiny bit of that. And I feel like we don't really know who she is and what she wants other than just she's trying to make the best of her situation. Yeah, uh, I think you're right about that. I think that's part of what makes her so delicious as a character. It's always shifting to be whatever is needed uh, in her role. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, anything more you want to cover, Bob, or you have your final thoughts? Uh, one more topic. Uh, so Bill hiding his shooting blanks issue from his wife. Mm -hmm. Now, this seems to be the biggest dickish move that he's that he's got going for him. He's got some other subtle, more nuanced uh, I'm a dick moves, but this one seems to be the worst one. Uh, would you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting, right, because it's it crushes and destroys his wife, the fact that it's always been so important to him. He sat there for, what, probably years at this point and saying, yeah, it, it must be hard for you to have this problem, Libby. We all have our crosses to bear, or whatever he said. That that's that's the the hardest part. That's so important to to her, and um, and uh, he lets her go on with it. That, that's really bad. Uh, one of the interesting things, though, we got this uh, little glimpse of of how Sully gave him the advice that he has to hide in plain sight and have like a cover family. It's a perfect family, and so that's part of the reason why he's doing this is what I gathered. So at least I see why he's doing it a little bit, but you're right. It's a, it's a pretty, pretty dick move. Yeah, and I don't know where to, what, what to think of it or what the motivation is on him. Is it just a prideful issue? Because it seems like maybe that's what we're getting as part of his nuances. He, he is a doctor with reputable standing and he even uses that. He flaunts that with, with Jenny sometimes. Like, when you've been here this many years, then you can be more like me, like a dick to people below you. That's the way the system works. Like, which is like the good old boys club sort of mentality, like not necessarily skill-based, but more tenure-based. And I, I, maybe that's just part of his character being rounded out, but I, I wanted to see more um, of the fallout of him not telling his wife and his wife finding out, but then having to hold it as a secret I don't know. I feel, I feel like that's going to be some running tension through the rest of the series. Yeah, because he actually got pregnant, and so it didn't end up having to blow up. Um, but I just wanted to say that if I if I didn't make this strong enough of a point earlier, uh, I think that a big part is that he's trying to maintain the perfect facade as this perfect guy so he can study sex, like Sully told him to do. And part of that is not shooting blanks, I guess, in his mind. 
Yeah, so and I, I guess that factors in. I don't think it justifies it. I just think that's what's going through his head. Right, and for some reason he doesn't feel like he can trust his wife to like, because he can still have that be their little secret, but he just doesn't want he, it to be. He doesn't choose. Yeah, no, yeah. he's going above and beyond the amount of dickishness required for his deciding. <laughs> right, right. Um, I have one more question for you, Bob. Are you getting a better idea of what you think of the series overall yet, or is it still early? Uh, it's still early, but I'm feeling like it's it's moving into this good, not great territory. Like I, I and maybe I'm just hedging because um, I feel like it's almost too straightforward and dense and uh, um, wanting. It's trying pretty hard, but it's mostly succeeding. So I don't want to fault it too much. Um, and now I'm really hedging, but I, I, it's it's really good. I just don't know if it's like rising to some, you know, historical television moment or anything like that. Uh, yeah, I can see what you're saying. And ultimately, it's obviously too early. Three episodes in, um, you know, anything can happen. The Newsroom seemed like a great show three episodes in, if I, uh, if I recall. That's true. Yeah, it seemed um, like it was brilliant. <laughs> but I'm really happy we got this episode. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll look back on this episode as one of my favorites necessarily. But as I was saying, I'm starting to see some of the indicators that I want to see before I, I call a show really great and you know some of that humor to break up some of the, the density um, some moral complexity, a bunch of conflicted characters. I'm starting to think we might be onto something special but of course we'll need to see a little bit more before we give the final verdict. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm enjoying it it's certainly better than a lot of the previous shows we recapped last season or summer um, this past summer so I'm I, it's good. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. Listen to us on iTunes or practicallyculture.com. Also find us on Facebook. A mini podcast from Practically Culture. Practically Culture Masters of Sex.